Amen. Let's just stand for the ring of God's word this morning. Hebrews 11. And we're going to be reading from verse 1 and verse 2. We have it say amen. Amen. If you don't have it say wait. Okay, I've got one wait. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Y'all ready? Here we go. Now faith is the confidence, oh, one virgin says, the substance in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. I read again. Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning and we thank you for this time as we break the bread of life. Holy Spirit, we come before you. We ask that you would take control. Speak to your people's heart this morning. Father, I decrease that you might increase. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you would speak, oh God, a rhema word, that as the faces of the people differ, so does their need this morning. And so, Father, I'm asking you, oh God, that you would sing your word this morning to us. Oh God, we're reminding, oh God, in the gospel, when you sing your word to heal them, sing your word this morning to heal, to deliver, to set free, God. Father, we welcome you even now in the name of Jesus. Be glorified in all that's said and done. So let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hey, can you give me some more volume on this mic? Hallelujah. And my monitors. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Well, how many of you were here last Sunday? Amen. How many received that word last Sunday? Amen. And if you weren't here last Sunday, amen, you can go on our gathering app. Amen. You can go to our website. Amen. And you can listen to the word. What God began to speak to me last Sunday, I'll do a brief recap. And the title of last Sunday's message was, I'm staging a comeback. I'm staging a comeback. And we, we took the scripture from Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 to verse 33. And we spoke about three stages to a comeback in our faith. We spoke about getting out of the boat. We spoke about walking on the water and we spoke about don't look at the wind. Amen. And God began to speak to us also that we were to do the things that we did at first when we first came into the faith. Amen. How many know that over time our faith, our passion can die down? But just like he commended the church in Revelation chapter 2, the church in Ephesus, he also told him, I need you to go back to your first love. I need you to return to the things that you did at first. So as we begin to share that message last week, the Lord began to speak to us about something special about June and what he's doing this month. And I'm already hearing testimonies about things that God is doing in the lives of the people here at the gathering church. And, I, and I'm looking for it to unfold as the weeks and days go by. Do I have any witnesses in the house? If that's you, say, that's me, Pastor. You're talking about me. All right now. Okay, okay. I got someone who's going to receive it this morning. Amen. And so 
this, so this Monday, I got a phone call from um, Brother Allen. I'm going to shout him out this week. Amen. And we had three occasions to talk this week. We talked on Monday. He, he, he was away last week. And so, of course, he called, Pastor, how did the service go? How was the sound? How was this? And so we just begin to share about the message from, I give him a little snippet from the message from Sunday. Then on Thursday night after prayer, we talked for a minute and we, he, he began to say, Pastor, I heard the message. Oh, my God. You know, this is what God's been speaking to me about as well. It confirms in my heart. And then, of course, yesterday. We spoke um, after the homeowners um, um, workshop fair that we went to yesterday. And as we were talking, the Holy Spirit just really began to minister to us really about the whole concept of faith and what we need to do in order to increase our faith. So I, I want to share with you briefly this morning. I just want to talk to you. Say, I just want to talk to you this morning. We'll see what the Lord does. But I just, I just want to talk to you this morning. Because some of the things that we shared last week were powerful statements. But the root of everything that was shared last week is faith. Okay? It's faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Amen. It's faith. It's faith. It's faith. But the problem is that we have is that we, we know we need to step out in faith, but we don't understand what faith is. In order for us to do the works of faith, to step out in faith, we have to understand what faith really is. So I want to speak with you for a few moments today on the subject prevailing faith. Prevailing faith. Prevailing faith. When we look at the word prevail, it means to be larger in number and quantity and power and status or importance. God wants us to have a prevailing faith this morning. He wants us to be encouraged about having a prevailing faith. We just read in the scripture, amen, that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of, of things not seen. This is what the ancients were commended for. We read right here in Hebrews chapter 11. If you've never read Hebrews chapter 11, I encourage you to. These are what we call our heroes of faith. These are the ones that have gone before us. These are our ancestors in the faith. These are the stories of those individuals who dared to believe God and saw a, par a, a portion of God's promise, but it comes to the point that we see the fullness of God's promise. And so God rewarded these individuals because of their faith. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That word reward means to compensate those who earnestly seek him. And so, you know, we read this scripture all the time, but as I was going through the scripture, something popped out at me. Amen. Because when we talk about faith, yes, faith is the, now faith is, is, is the substance of things hopeful. That word faith means your credence. It means your, 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 your persuasion. It, 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 it means it's your reality. It, it's, it's your positional belief. It's your course of living. When you speak about now faith, you're speaking about this is my reality. Even though I don't see it, even though I don't feel it, but it's real. 
real to me. How many people's faith is real to them today? I might not be able to see, I might not be able to touch it, but I have a genuine faith. I have a real faith. It is my creed. It's, it's my creed. It's the thing that I live by. It's the thing that I abide by. It's my faith. Faith is the substance or the, the confidence. That word in the Greek means it is the support. It is my foundation. It's the very thing that I, I, I lean on. My faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence or the assurance. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. It's my assurance about what I do not see. So in other words, when I talk about faith, I, I'm talking about this thing is a lifestyle. This thing is a mindset. This thing is a reality. This thing is my positional belief for living. So when we speak about faith, that's what I'm talking about. It's your creed. It's the very thing that you live by. It is your code of conduct. It is your, it, it, it is, it, it, it is the way you function day by day. Now faith. Do you have now faith or do you have some faith? See, the problem with Jesus, when he corrected his disciples, he said, oh, ye of little faith. But I'm talking about now faith. Do you have that faith that can see and do the impossible? Do you have a prevailing faith this morning? Verse 6 says, it's impossible to please God. But anyone who comes to him must believe that he is. See, the problem is we believe that he is. But when most of us fall off the bandwagon is that do we believe that he rewards or compensates those that earnestly seek him? Because he's saying the mix of faith, in other words, the faith that pleases God is that you believe in God, yes, that he exists, but also that you believe that he compensates those who believe in him. See, the problem with most of us miss our faith is because we don't believe that God will really compensate us. We don't really believe that God will give us double for our trouble. We don't really believe, in, and, 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 and according to the scripture, we're not pleasing God because we have partial faith. We just believe that he is, but we stop there. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God is looking for some people who would diligently seek him today, earnestly seek him today, because he wants to reward you. Take your neighbor, God wants to reward me. Oh, y'all sound kind of weak with that. Y'all don't believe that. I don't know about I'm saying for myself. God wants to reward me. He wants to compensate me. Okay, brother, I only got two hands in the back. He believed that, but I wish I had somebody else who believed that God really wants to compensate them. See, that's the problem why you don't have faith now, because you don't believe he really wants to compensate you. God wants to bless you this morning. He wants to compensate you this morning. So when we read about the, 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 this prevailing faith, it goes through read Hebrews 11. And, and it goes through all of the heroes of faith. And then it goes right into chapter 12. And in chapter 12 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witness. What are the witnesses? All the people who have gone before us in the faith. God rewarded them because of their faith. He's saying, the writer of Hebrews says, since you have all these witnesses, since you have some proof now that God rewards, now this is what you need to do. It says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles us. In other words, if you're going to run the race the way they run the race, you got to get rid of all this stuff that will hinder your faith. 
and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. In other words, your race has already been marked out. You just got to run in it. God has given you a lane to run in. You just got to run. Not somebody else's lane, the lane that God has predestined for you. You just have to run in your lane. Fixing our eyes upon Jesus, verse 2 of chapter 12 says, the pioneer who is the author and the finisher of our faith. We're talking about Jesus. Last week we, 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 we spoke about stepping out of the boat and not looking at the wind but keeping our eyes focused on Jesus. Keeping our eyes on Jesus it says for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3. Consider him who endured such opposition of sinners so that you would not grow weary and lose heart. In other words, God is the author and the finisher of your faith. That means that he is the captain of your faith. He is the finisher. He's the consummator of your faith. In other words, he started it and he ended it. In other words, he knows the beginning and he knows the end. And he was so joyful about coming to earth. He was so joyful about dying, even though it was painful, so he could outline the path of victory for you. Christ is saying you should have faith in me because I live the life of faith and if I made it you can make it and I'll give you everything that you need to make it but you just need to trust me you just need to follow me you just need to hear me you just need to do what I've told you to do. So as we talk about faith this morning, we're talking about a prevailing faith. A faith that goes against all odds. A faith that's enduring. A faith that's persevering. A faith that does not give up. So I want to share with you three thoughts this morning. Or really, three strategies this morning. Three strategies for prevailing faith. Three strategies, because we need strategies in this hour. It's, it's one thing to, 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 to step out the boat and to walk on water and to not look at the wind. But we need some strategies this morning for us to get the victory. We need some strategies this morning, how we're going to overcome. We need some strategies. We need some teaching this morning that will help us to grow deeper in our faith, to have a prevailing faith. The first strategy that I want to leave with you this morning is, number one, feed your faith. Feed your faith. Feed your faith. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I have to ask you this morning, what are you feeding yourself? Yes, I know we have Wheaties for breakfast. Some of us had scrambled eggs and pancakes. Some of us had toast. Some of us didn't have nothing because we were running late to get to church. Some of us stopped at Dunkin' Donuts and got a quick coffee, got a quick drink. But what are you feeding yourself spiritually? How are you feeding your faith this morning? The Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. In other words, that the only way that we're to build up our faith is for us to study the word of God, for us to hear the word of God. Right now, as I'm speaking the word of God to you, your faith is being increased. Not because of me, because of the word of God. How many of us feast on the word of God? That is your fuel. That is the thing. That's your gas and your gas tank. That's the very thing that equips you and gives you the strength and, and, and gives you the push that you need to walk this life out. That's why we call it a journey. We talk about our walk in Christ. Why do we talk about our walk in Christ? Because it is a walk of faith. 
In other words, there's something that you must do. There's something that you must, you, you, you must walk in. It's faith. It's faith. If you read earlier Romans, it, it, it says in Romans 8, this is the, 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 um, Romans 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, we heard it thousands of times, that God has raised Jesus from the dead, that you will be saved. Verse 10 says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There, 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 there's something that, that's locked up in the scripture that some must fail to, 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 to understand. That the key to seeing God's promise we want to see the promise of salvation. He's saying that you must believe in your heart and you must confess with your mouth. In other words, if believing in my heart and confessing in my mouth leads to a relationship with Jesus Christ because I'm having faith in him, then what happens when I take the other promises of God and I believe in my heart? And I confess with my mouth. You want to have a prevailing faith? You have to feed your faith. You have to believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth. Amen. That's why you have to be careful what you speak out of your mouth. Because we say things that abort the plan and the promise of God for our life. God is after our mouths this morning. Tell, 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 tell you he's after your mouth. Yeah, yeah, because we say some crazy stuff out of our mouths. So stuff that don't make no cotton picking sense, as my grandmother would say. God is after your mouth. If you're going to feed your faith, hey, you use your mouth to feed. If you're going to feed your faith, then feed yourself the word of God. Because when you feed yourself the word of God, you begin to speak the word of God. You are what you eat. If you don't have no word, then you don't have no word coming out of you. And so therefore your faith, your faith begins to diminish. And so every time the wind <laughs> begins to blow, you become like Peter, oh ye of little faith. Because you're not focusing on Jesus, you're focusing on the trouble. God is after our hearts this morning. He's after our mouths this morning. He wants us to believe his word. Do you really believe? Going back to what we just shared in Hebrews. You have to not just believe that God is, but that he is a rewarder. You have to truly believe that God really wants to bless me. He blessed those who seek after him. We've got, we got some bad spiritual food in the body of Christ that God wants to punish us. That God, God wants to harm us. That he is supposed to pronounce judgment. We are his children. We are his beloved. He wants to give us the best things. Yeah. But the access to them is through faith this morning. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, you will be saved. One thing that we, we have to realize is, is that the scripture says in verse 11 of, of, of Romans 10, it says, whoever believes in him will not be put ashamed. We have to understand that when we believe God, when we feed our faith, he will not put you to shame. In other words, he ain't going to leave you hanging. Maybe your boo-boo left you hanging. Maybe your friend left you hanging. Maybe a relative left you hanging. Maybe someone has given you a promise that they're broken. But God is a promise keeper. So you can stake your life on that and know that he will provide for you. Am I helping someone this morning? God is a promise keeper this morning. So whoever believes in him shall not be put ashamed. So one of the things I, I, I love about faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God because your hearing is also locked up to your walk. Did you know that? Naturally, 
and my medical people can help me this morning. If your ears are jacked up and clogged with wax, your walk is off. You be walking to the left and, and walking to the right because your hearing helps with your balance. Your hearing helps with your balance. So clear hearing brings a balanced walk. Amen. Someone, someone should tweet that. Someone, it just went over that way. I don't think it went over here. Clear hearing brings a balanced walk. That when you hear the word of God, it balances your walk. You want to know why Peter began to sink in the water? Because he began to feed himself with fear and not feed his faith. And so his walk, he began to sink because he got so caught up about what was around him, but he didn't remember the word of God that was sitting right before him because the living word was right there, Jesus. Amen. Clear hearing brings... A balanced walk. If you're going to feed your faith, make sure you get all of the earwax out. You know, you know that earwax. You, you, you know that stuff, that, 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 that buildup. You know that stuff that you got to get in there and get a Q-tip and get all the gook out so you can hear right. You want to be able to hear the Lord right. But the way you hear him right is by getting in his word. If you don't know his voice, you can't hear him. If you don't train your ear to hear him, you will not understand him. Therefore, you cannot walk out the promises in him. God wants us to, 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 to strengthen our faith muscles this morning. He wants to encourage us. You know, growing up in the church, I had to hear pastors to pray for people who are sick. It was, and the pastor would say, right now, I just need you to stretch your faith. I'm like, why is he saying stretch your faith? How do you stretch your, your, your faith? In other words, he's saying, I dare you to believe God. I dare you to come out of your small mindset thinking. I dare you to stretch your faith. The way you stretch your faith is by stepping out on God's word. God wants us to step out on his word this morning. We're talking about a prevailing faith this morning. A faith that prevails against every obstacle. A faith that prevails against every trouble that would try to come your way. I'm going to give you the second strategy this morning. First was feed your faith. The second strategy is don't limit your faith. Don't limit your faith. Don't limit your faith. Take your number. Don't limit your faith. Yeah, don't, 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 don't do it. Don't, don't, don't limit your faith. Don't limit your, 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 your faith. What, what limits our faith, Pastor? You know what limits our faith? Doubt limits our faith. Yeah, uh-huh. Doubt limits our faith. Fear. Oh, that's a good one. Fear limits our, our, our faith. And the last thing is worry. Oh, yes. Worry. It, it, it limits our faith. When you're anxious and when you're overwhelmed, that's limiting your faith. Because you're saying that in your actions, I don't really trust in God. I don't believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If I'm his child and I'm following after him, he's going to compensate me. But when I begin to, to, to feed on worry and doubt and fear, and I begin to operate in that, and I operate in faith in the promises of God, then I limit my faith. I limit my faith. I limit my, my, my faith. I, I was praying this week, and the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, that, that, that was nice what you shared with the people, you know, last Sunday, Arthur. That, that was so nice. I was in it. It was my word. But he said, but I'm calling you to walk on the water. I'm calling you. He said, your faith 
is too small. And he said, the people's faith is too small. He said, you think because you, you've seen a level of success with your faith that, oh, I must have great faith. But he began to speak to me that our faith is still too small. We still limit our faith. Even when God has given, given us the access to greater things, we still limit our belief and our trust in God. Let me show you. 2 Kings chapter 13. Chapter 13, verse 14. The prophet Elisha is speaking to Jehoash, the king of Israel. This thing convicted my heart as I read it. Verse 14 says, Now Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die. So Joash, the king of Israel, went down to him and wept before him and said, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. In other words, they were about to go into battle. Elijah said to him, Take a bow and arrows. So he took the bow and arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, Draw the bow. So he drew it, and Elijah put his hands on the king's hands. And then he said, open the east window. So he opened it. Then Elijah said, shoot. So he shot. And then he said, the arrow of deliverance of the Lord. And the arrow of deliverance of Aram. For you must strike Aram and Aphek until you have destroyed them. Verse 18. Then he said, take the arrows. Then he took them. And then he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck it three times. And the Bible says, and he just stood there. One, two, three. Now here's Elijah, the prophet Elijah on his sickbed. The man of God was very angry with him. Elijah was pissed off. He said, you should have struck it five or six times. Then you have stricken Aram until you have finished them. Now you will strike Aram just three times. Don't limit your faith. What the king of Israel did, he did not really trust the Lord. He limited God. He said, well, you should, we shut the arrow through the window and the deliverance is going to come. And he's right there and he just struck the ground. I look, I've been struck a hundred times. Tap, 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 tap. I want everything free, Lord. Everything free. But he just struck it three times. He limited God's movement. He limited God's action. He limited God's deliverance. How many of us are limiting God's deliverance in our lives? How many of us are limiting God's breakthrough? How many of us are limiting the great things that God wants to give us? But because of our faith, Abasha, we can access it. Because he needs us up here, but we, we, we're, we're down here somewhere. You have the key to rise, but you limit your, yourself. You, you limit your faith. You limit your faith. God's been speaking to this thing to me so strong. We limit our faith. We think, oh, I'm a Christian. I don't believe in. No, 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 no. We're not believing God the way they believed in the first church. You see, the thing is, because we, 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 we have grown accustomed to our accoutrements. We, 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 we have grown accustomed to all of the material things that we're comfortable. Yeah. 
And so we, we, we become at ease in Zion. In other words, we, we relax in, in the faith. We don't really believe, we don't really need to believe God for too much because we have most of the stuff that we need or, or, already. Maybe a little thing here, a little thing here we might have to believe God for. But they believed God for everything. The very breath that they breathed, they believed God for. And he provided for them. But I'm telling you that God wants to give you greater today. God wants to, look, I said last week, God wants to bless the gathering church. Now, if you don't want that, I'll take it from me. I'll take double from my trouble. I'll step out on the word all by myself. But I'm telling you, it's for the house. But the thing is, you have to receive it by faith. You have to feed your faith this morning. Don't limit your faith this morning. Small faith versus big faith. I want to be a giant in the faith. I don't want to be limited in my faith. Well, Lord, as a church, we're just going to believe you for a few souls. Why are you just believing me for a few souls? Why would you believe me for the city? See, some of you can't even handle that because it's, it's almost like impossible to think about because your faith is not even there. Why are you believing God just to get by? Why do you believe him for exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think? Many of, us, many of us don't even hit that ram of exceedingly abundantly. We just hit the ram with I got enough just to get by. I got enough just to get me through this particular circumstance. But that's not the realm that God wants you to have faith on. He wants you to have a faith that says exceedingly, abundantly. Exceedingly, abundantly. In other words, it's far beyond what you can even imagine or even measure. That's how he wants to bless you. But because of our limited thinking, because we're not feeding our faith, because we limit our faith, we would not see the full promise of God. The king of Israel limited God. He only won against Aram three times. He missed his moment, his opportunity. Let us not miss our moment or opportunity this morning. I said last time, this is a season of suddenlies. This is a season of advancement. God wants to advance you in this season. He doesn't want us to stay in this same place, going through the same cycle over and over and over. Strongholds need to be broken in this season. You know what a stronghold is? Something that's holding you strong. A tight grip that you can't get from under. And the only thing that can set you free from that stronghold is by building your faith. The Bible says that the anointing destroys the yoke. The yoke was something that was put around the neck of an oxen and a younger oxen. Sometimes you see these, you see a big old oxen, you see a little small oxen because that big oxen was trained, that small oxen. But the Bible says the anointing destroys the yoke. And so when I used to read that scripture, I thought that God walked up to the yoke and he put his hand on the yoke and he pulled the yoke off the oxen neck. But that's not what the scripture is applying. What the scripture is implying that your neck becomes so fat that it pops the yoke off. So in other words, you begin to grow and expand in your faith. You begin to grow and expand in your trust. You begin to grow and expand in the word of God that whatever was holding you down has to loose you. Amen. 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 
And that's the season that we're in this morning. God wants to begin to pop some stuff off of you, but you have to believe him this morning. You have to feed your faith this morning. You have to trust him that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him this morning. He wants to pop the yoke off you. He wants to break the stronghold off of you. He wants to remove the things that have been holding you down in this season. See, there's a, there's a fight between a small faith and a great faith. A, a small faith that says, that says, maybe God can. But a great faith says, I know God can. You see, even though in the natural you begin to see things that are opposite what God has promised you, you are not moved by your circumstance because you know my faith cannot be limited though my body might be limited though my education might be limited though my resources might be limited but my faith is not limited you cannot hold back my faith you see my faith is the thing that sustains me my faith is the thing that keeps me going tell your neighbor don't limit your faith Ah, don't let me don't 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 do it this morning. Don't let you cannot limit your faith. Don't limit your faith, especially not in this season. Don't, don't limit your faith. Don't limit your faith in this season. God, God, God is trying to get our attention. I said, Lord, another message on faith. He said they need it. Yeah, man. Because he said some are gonna walk by their promise and not realize that they were right there. They were so close. But they got distracted, they got duped by the enemy. They got duped by listening to somebody else. They heard some bad spiritual food on television and they got duped. And your blessing is right there in front of you. But you refuse to see this morning. I want to bring you to my third and final strategy for a prevailing faith is pray with faith. Pray with faith. Say it with me. Pray with faith. You see, prayer is not powerful by itself. If you, it, you know, when the Holy Spirit said this to me, I was like, what? Prayer is not even a weapon. Come on. Prayer is not a weapon. What happens in prayer brings the results. Many of us, we pray. And we pray, and we pray, but we don't pray with faith. We pray, our prayer is, 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 is our venting session with God. Our prayer is our little, Lord, gimme, give gimme give list. Our prayer is our complaints. And there's a place for that, don't get me wrong. But there comes a point in time that you must mature and go past the complaining. There comes a place in time that you have to get past all of just your frustrations and begin to activate your faith in God. If you're still on with Lord this and Lord that and Lord that, Lord that, you're still a baby. You're still a baby in your prayer life. You're still immature. You didn't get to a place where you said, Lord, even though this is happening, but your word says. See, the complaints don't come out. Word comes out. That when issues begin to come up against you, you go down to your prayers and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against me in judgment, I shall condemn it. You see, when you have word inside of you, the word builds your
of faith that said, devil, come and bring your best shot, but you will not prevail. Because he that dwells in the shelter of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You see, when you have prayer and you pray with faith, the word begins to activate in you. That when all hell breaks loose, that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall guard my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. You see, when stuff begins to come, you're not complaining about the stuff, but you're dealing with the stuff. You're using your faith. So you have to understand when you pray with faith, your faith is your weapon. That's why in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, read it. It talks about the arm of God between verse 10 and verse 20. And it says, and taking up the shield yeah. of faith. The shield of faith. Now, I looked up that word shield. And that word shield was so powerful, the thing just blessed me. Because in the Greek, in the original text, now, mind you, the shield of faith is still the same faith he's talking about in the book, book of Hebrews, chapter 11. It's still your credence. It's still your conviction. It's still your reality. That's what it is. But when he talks about the shield of faith, he's talking about, it, it, it's, it's, it's called, the, the, the way the scripture de the, describes it in the Greek, it said, it is a door-shaped shield. Someone got it. It is a door-shaped Okay, let me go over here. It is a door-shaped Someone got it. It is a door-shaped shield. It's not that little thing that you see, you know, that you carry. You go, stop. No, don't do that. It is a door-shaped shield. In other words, it's the size of a doorway. It's the size of this, this, this door right here. You carry that big everything. It's a door-shaped shield. In other words, your faith will open up doors. When you have a door-sized shield, it's that shield of faith that will make a way out of nowhere. It's that shield of faith that will open up opportunities for you. It's that shield of faith that gives you total covering, total protection, total protection from the enemy and from his onslaught. I wish I had somebody who had a door-sized shield. I wish somebody had the shield of faith. And the Bible says, take up the shield of faith to dodge the fiery darts of the wicked. That means no matter what arrows come at you and the verse says it's flaming arrows in other words arrows that are on fire but in other words when you have that shit of faith it cannot it cannot it cannot it cannot allow those arrows to come through your faith extinguishes the flaming arrows of the enemy somebody's getting arrows shot at them today and i'm saying take up your door size faith this morning you said, but Pastor, I don't see no way out. Oh, you got a door in your hand. You just don't know. You have access with your faith. Oh, You have access with your faith this morning. Your faith can cause you to access some things that you cannot even do naturally. Your faith is too small. You don't realize what you have working for you. 
Faith is a weapon, not prayer. It's what you do in prayer that produces the results. Prayer is the avenue, but faith is the vehicle. And God is trying to get you somewhere this morning. I'm telling you, do not let this summer pass without getting what God has for you. I'm here to declare, I ain't afraid to declare, God has something for everyone in this room. From the youngest to the oldest. Tell your neighbor, I've gone through long enough. It's time for me to see some results. Come on now. It's time for me to see some results. It's time for me to wield my shield of faith to dodge the fiery darts of, of the wicked. That no matter what he throws against me, I have a door-sized faith. I have a door-sized shield that protects me from every onslaught of the enemy. Pray with faith. 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 God is trying to increase your faith this morning. He's trying to increase your faith this morning. I love what it says in the book of James. It says James 5 verse 15. It says, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. Will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your faults onto one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. What makes his prayers effectual and fervent? His faith. His faith. The prayer of faith. That door-sized faith. You see, you think you're fighting with some little round little shield. And that, oh, maybe, you know... Nah, you have, the problem is we don't know who we are in the body, but we have door-sized faith that will take us. And you know why the devil don't want you to get together? Come here, Pastor Alvernon. Come here, Pastor Edgar. You have your door-sized faith. He has his door-sized faith. And if it ever comes to a point where I feel like I'm getting ambushed by myself, by the enemy, and I'm getting tired, only thing I need to do is lock arms with some believers, and we'll leak our faith together. And so now we have a triple wire now. Come on, walk with me. And we could take the territory for Christ. And that's why the devil don't want the church to be together, because if we begin to leak our faith together, you begin to see some breakthroughs. So you sometimes, some bads you cannot fight by yourself. Some bads you need to link arms with other believers in the faith. That's why they say we are the body of Christ. You need me and I need you. Sometimes we have to link our faith together so we all see our breakthrough. Jesus said, if any two of you agree about anything on earth, if you ask my father, it will be done for you. By my father, which is in heaven, God wants us to agree. He wants us to link arms in faith together. That's why they ask the question, are you standing in the faith? Are you walking in the faith? Because there's something powerful when we come together. There's a thing that's called the corporate anointing. The corporate presence. In other words, I can access God all by myself. I can believe God all by myself. But it's something special when we come together. 
And when you get tired and weary, you feel like you can't even hold up your shield. Come on, you can lead your shield on mine, baby. And we can fight together. When you need to take a little break, come on, go take a, go get a cup of water. Come on. We're we going to fight this together. That's why we need each other. That's why we need to come together. That's why we need to pray. That's why we need to do these things and these activities together as a church so we can link up our faith together. See, the devil don't want us to come together. He wants your preference to, to divide you. He wants your culture to divide you. Come on now, he wants the way you dress to divide you. He wants our color to divide us. He wants our social economic status to divide us. But when we get beyond all of those things and begin to realize you're a human just like I'm a human and you're a brother just like I'm a brother and you're a sister just like I'm a sister, we all have the same faith. There are no big guys and little yous in the kingdom. We all are the only superstars, Jesus Christ himself. If the focus ever go off of him, the day this church will close. He gets the glory, the honor, and the praise. Tell your neighbor, stop doing life by yourself. Come on, tell somebody else, stop doing life by yourself. Uh-huh, you will have a greater advancement if you link up with somebody. I'm telling you. Oh, my God. You will have a greater advancement this summer if you link up with somebody. We have to link it up today. It's time for us to link up our faith. Matthew 18, the verse before that, it says, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose will be loose in heaven, will be loose already in the earth. Its power will become together in agreement. Your faith is a weapon. It is a weapon. We must pray with faith this morning. Door-sized faith. A door-sized shield of faith. You have the weaponry and you don't even know it. And that's why we live defeated. Because we really don't know all that God has given us. Would it be a sad to go to glory and stand before our maker? And he said, you could have so much more if you only knew that you had so much more for you than against you. You was listening to the enemy and to your friends and those who were hating and jealous of you. But you didn't realize you had so much more, so much more potential, so much more, so much more power, so much more authority than you ever knew because you listened to those small people. You listened to this, those small faith people. Even in the church, we have to watch small faith people. Small faith people would talk you out of your destiny. Small faith people would say, don't take any risk, just play it safe. See, it's, it's a fight. That's why the Bible says, don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Now, I know we use it for sinners, but people who don't believe the way you believe, you need to cut them off. Amen. If your faith is the greatest in the group, it's time to find another group. If your faith is the great, if you're the, if you're always trying to hold everybody else up, but you got no one to hold you up, you need to get, you, you, you need to get another group. That means you're the big fish in the small pond. It's time for you to transition to go to a greater level of faith. 
where someone who has greater faith than you can help you so you can go to the next place. You see, that's why some of you are stuck where you are now. You're, you're like that on your job. You're, you're like the top person and you're comfortable in the boat. But God is saying, I need you to take a step of faith because everybody knows you. You've been working there for years, but God has more for you. Some of you, God wants to have, God wants you to have your own business. Because some of you can't stand the one telling you what to do. You get add too quick. <laughs> Coming at it. Yes, 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 yes. With my faith. It's time for you to start your own business. Get educated. Get the training. Get what you need. And stop limiting yourself. He said there's millionaires in this house. God wants to bless. It's not just the ones you think they are. There's millionaires that God wants to bless. This is a wealthy church as it is, but God wants to increase our wealth. Oh, so see, so you, see, so you can't even receive that. Yeah. So your faith is not even there. I'm trying to encourage you this morning because I, I know God wants to, to do it. And I know if you don't want to, I'll be the recipient all by, the Shatwicks will be the recipient all by themselves. But I believe that God wants to do it for the whole house of God this morning. I believe that there's something supernatural that God wants to release to you this morning. I believe that there is a shift that's coming in this month. I believe that this summer will be your greatest summer. That this will be a time of advancement. That this will be a time for you to walk forward in the things of God that he has for you. This is not your time to shrink back. This is not your time to give up. But this is your time to dare to believe God. You gotta feed your faith. Don't limit your faith. You gotta pray in faith. Pray in faith. Pray in faith. Pray in faith. Some of you got a little monkey on your back. And every time you try to go for it, a little monkey begins to act up. You know what I'm talking about. Got a little monkey on your back. Got, got a little crack in your shoulder you got something every time you want to step out and do something for him it blocks you it, it stops you but i'm telling you this morning if you begin to activate your faith you will lose yourself you will shake that thing off you that little habit <laughs> that little thing that no one knows about uh, that little secret struggle that very thing god is giving you strategies he's giving you keys this morning to shake yourself off that trouble shake yourself out of that circumstance that's not who you are you see when you walk in prevailing faith it's a transformating faith that means it begins to transform everything that's around you if you begin to get hold of this word today and begin to build yourself up the Bible says build yourself up on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost that's why prayer is important but it's the prayer of faith if you begin to dare to believe God I'm telling you, he'll do it. 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 Okay, Lord, 21 days of prayer in this church. I'm going to be obedient right now. 21 days of prayer. 21 days of prayer this month. Minister Duane, 21 days of prayer. Pastor Edgar, Pastor Alvin, 21 days of prayer. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. I'm serious about you getting what God has for you. 
21 days. 21 days. Y'all get the calendar. You get the days together. 21 days. If we got to do prayer calls, if we got to be in the church every day, 21 days. They don't need to take, they don't need to take hours and hours either. 21 days. I want us to pray with faith. What happened with a church with praying faith? What happened when we begin to lock arms for each other? What happens when we begin to lock our faith and believe God for our brother and believe God for our sister? What would the church look like in the next three months? All the little things that you've been struggling with you can't get by. What happens if you lock it up and lock up with somebody? You're not winning by yourself anyway. You might as well just confess it and get free. James said, confess your faults to one another. Pray for one another that you may be what? Healed. We just say, oh, we healed by the blood. We healed by your blood. Well, how do you get healed? It doesn't happen just and comes out the sky. We're healed when we connect with each other. I need healing. You need healing. The answers are locked up all in you. And the answers are locked up all in me. But when we come together, we begin to believe God. I'm telling you, he'll do it. He'll do it. 21 days. 21 days. 21 days. Some of you will not be the same by the time September comes. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Some of you, God might tell some of you, leave your job. And take a step of faith. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Let's believe God this year. Let's all stand. Let's believe God. 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 Let's believe Him. Let's trust Him. Let's trust Him. Let's trust Him this morning. I don't know about you, but the Holy Spirit is speaking. He is speaking this morning. He is speaking. He's speaking this morning. I'm asking everybody in this congregation to come to the front. Everybody. If you want advancement, if you want a prevailing faith, come up. Pastors, I'll need you on the front. Bro. Come with your hands. Miss Wayne, Sister Rhonda, come here. I want my leaders in the front. crazy thing about faith, you don't always understand one, the word you're doing. And I don't even know why the Holy Spirit is saying, do this. But I'm crazy enough to know that when God says, do something, we're to do it. God wants to advance this gathering church. And I'm here to declare to you that your faith has been too small. Just enough to get you by. But he wants to do exceedingly abundantly that above all we can ask or even thank exceedingly that's the next level he needs us to get to we call that overflow brother Willie calls that explosion God explodes on you I believe that God wants to explode on us he wants to bless us exceedingly abundantly this morning 
sister, yo, come stay with your husband. I know you're watching the door. God's going to watch his house. Don't worry about it. Let's pray, church. Father, we come before you as a house of worship, as the gathering church. The gathering church is not 156 Passaic Street, but it's the people who occupy 156 Passaic Street. It's the very souls that are standing here this morning, the very families, the individuals that are standing here this morning. And Father, I know that you want to advance us in this season, but we have to have a prevailing faith, oh God. Father, I'm asking you this morning that you, oh God, would strengthen us, God. God, I pray that even in those times when we want to give up and throw in the towel, even during those times of frustration, God, that you will be with us, that we, you will remind us of your word. I pray that you will give us a hunger and a desire for scripture like never before. That, oh God, we won't feel complete unless we read the Bible. We won't feel complete unless we study your word. We won't feel complete unless we pray. We won't feel complete unless we're fast. We won't feel complete unless we find out what's going on with our brother and our sister. Father, I'm asking that you will link us together with arms of faith this morning. Oh God, some of us are in some battles that are so overwhelming that we feel like we're going to fall over. But Father, we're linking arms this morning with our brother and our sister, with husbands and wives and mothers and, and daughters and fathers and sons. Oh God, we're linking arms of faith this morning to say that we can make it. We can achieve. We can advance. We can go to the next place in God. Father, we want to go from just getting by to exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or even think God according to the power that works inside of us oh God God we want to see that power we want to see that prevailing power we want to see that prevailing faith go forth in us so father I pray a wind of refreshing right now over your people let a refreshing wind come right now just like on the day of Pentecost send the wind send the wind I dare you just to bless him right now. Come on, I feel a win. I dare you just to bless him right now. Come on, bless him. Leak arms with your brother and your sister. Come on, leak your faith together this morning. Come on, just begin to praise God for the victory. Thank God for the victory for your brother. Thank God for the victory for your sister. Thank God for you overcoming. Thank God for your advancement. Thank God for answering that prayer. Come on, come on. Great faith, great faith, great faith, great faith, great faith. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There shall be economical advancement. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, there should be new frontiers explored. In the name of Jesus. Strategies revealed and opportunities given. In the name of Jesus. Bodies healed. In the name of Jesus sickness and disease not one of us will be sick not one of us will die prematurely 
I curse every sickness. I, I curse every disease right now. In the name of Jesus. I, I bind the hand of the enemy. We link our faith today. Is that never no weapon formed against the gathering church? Shall prosper. No weapon, no weapon formed against our households shall prosper against our children shall prosper against our marriage shall prosper against our employment shall prosper against our wealth shall prosper in the name of jesus no weapon 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 I just don't want to get mad at the devil who said not today no weapon no weapon no weapon you ain't gonna have my family you ain't gonna have my marriage you ain't gonna have my future you're not gonna have my children no weapon no weapon no weapon no weapon no weapon you're not gonna abort my dream you're not gonna snatch my destiny you're not gonna take away the promise that God has given me in the name of Jesus I call it to me right now I call it to me right now I call it to me right now I call my blessing I call my blessing oh God you are a rewarder you are a compensator you are compensated for us seeking you diligently God we thank you we praise you Lord we glorify you God for the victory in the name of Jesus 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 Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you, God. We glorify you, God. I bind every dispossessed notice. I bind up every bad report in the name of Jesus. I bind overdraft bank accounts in the name of because every spirit that will try to cut off your resource I pray favor 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 in this season favor in this season favor in this house favor over your people favor 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 i pray for employment opportunities right now if you need a job lift your hand right now favor 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 god i thank you for economical advancement i thank you oh god that you're going to bless oh god those who need gainful employment with the job of their dreams god bless them bless them in the name of give them a vision for what you have for them let them get a glimpse of what you have for them that they can walk towards it in the name of jesus not another day of just getting by not another day of just getting by not another day of just getting by what happens when the church begins to pray what happens when the church begins to lock arms in faith victory advancement expansion revival father i thank you and i praise you in the name of jesus can you seal that prayer with a praise can you seal that prayer with a praise
can you hear me? I said, can you seal it with a praise? I wish you'd give him a crazy praise. 